Welcome to the Video Insiders Podcast. I'm Carlos Pacheco. And I'm Tom Martin. And we are two less behind the scenes than we used to be YouTube channel managers, critics, <laughs> you know, opinionated guys that have been doing a lot of YouTube uh, for a long time. And we have this podcast here to talk about behind the scenes of YouTube. Tom, how have you been? It's been a couple of weeks since we spoke. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely, you know, done with being locked in this house and um, <laughs> as we recall tomorrow the uk pretty much starts to open up bars restaurants non-essential shops obviously i'm going to be very very cautious and you know follow the controls but i'm definitely wear a mask yeah definitely looking forward to um seeing some different walls and faces and talking to other humans. Yeah. Wear a mask. Definitely. You know me, I'm always pushing the style boundaries. So I bought myself a designer. Well, not designer as in like designer brand, but a, a bit different of a mask. I'll, I'll post some pictures on social when I wear it tomorrow. I bet you it's football related. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. It's, you know, it's, it's it was, it was either going to be football related Kung Fu movies related or something to do with the eighties or nineties. And it's this time it's the eighties or the nineties. So. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. And you, how is, how's life? How's business? How's the weather in Toronto? <laughs> you know, I find, I realize we haven't spoken about the weather much in the last couple of podcasts. It's beautiful over here, very hot and muggy and all that sort of stuff. See, in Canada, we actually get summer as yeah, well. well. Yeah, it is very sunny here. And finally, after of about two months of searching and pre-ordering, my hot tub arrived yesterday. So that's how I'm going to be dealing with the rest of lockdown. Oh, you, you got a hot tub? Yeah, well, quote unquote, it's an inflatable one, but it's you know it's, it's got it's got air bubbles and it's got a filtration system and stuff, so it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. That's amazing. We're slowly opening up very cautiously compared to our uh, southern neighbors. So far, so good. Businesses are opening up, like patios are open, but like not much else at the end of the day. Like we're just, you know, still being super cautious. You know, for me, the biggest news is that, you know, it's trying to get back into physical shape because just being in the space is, you know, I, I think mentally I had a hard time, you know, doing exercises and uh, we decided to splurge, even though our, our flat is, is tiny. Uh, we bought ourselves a treadmill. So we're doing, you know, running at home, stuff and it's, it's a little bit of a splurge but you know when when we're not spending money at the gym and going to gym we're thinking like well it takes literally three months of one of the gym to pay off for that treadmill and we're yeah. like well that might might be worth it you know and then over the past three months my wife's bought a lot of gym equipment <laughs> so we essentially have a lot of stuff work-wise i mean it's just you know it's just rocking and rolling a ridiculous amount of like clients that are never would have thought you know would reach out to me and some that are way bigger profiles than i ever expected unfortunately i can't really talk about them they are clients that actually forced me to sign ndas which i was like whoa i'm at this point now uh so yeah it's it's just busy busy and you know counting my blessings as things are rocking and rolling I've got a feeling you're siphoning off all of the good leads from the um, <laughs> video insider's email address because, you know, I'm the opposite. It's very quiet where I am. But, um, really? Really? Yeah. Actually, no, to be honest, there's a lot of crickets in the uh, video insider's <laughs> address. People, send us questions. Come call on. Call me, call me, call me. Yeah. 
it's been an interesting couple of months, but uh, that's that's what it is. So before we get started, we're going to thank our founding sponsor, TubeBuddy, which is the ultimate tool for creators. I'd like to say that I'm getting more and more clients that are ready on TubeBuddy by the time they call me and uh, they know a lot about it. And which is great because uh, I don't need to be a champion and sound like I'm, uh, you know, uh, I don't like to feel like I'm pushing something, but I always sort of say this is highly recommended. So it's great to see that. One thing that I want to point out is that, you know, it, it's really interesting as I talk to clients with this tool is that when I, when I recommend a tool is that they're actually, some of them are still afraid to add extensions to their Chrome thing. You know, they're sort of, oh, it's a, it's a Chrome uh, extension. Oh, I'm not so sure. Or they don't want to link it up with YouTube, you know, and link it up with their Google account because you do need to give them permissions. So I'd like to say that like, you know, after five years of working with the platform, they've never had any issues. I 100% trust what Phil and the team are doing. So highly recommend the tool for you guys. Tom, we have a special offer for our audience. We certainly do. You can get a world-exclusive multi-channel license discount by visiting videoinsiders.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. So we're going to have a, an interesting conversation today because Tom has decided to cheat on me. And... <laughs> I'm sleeping with Joe Rogan. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's not a good mental picture here. <laughs> Tom, you recently launched the Pro Channel Manager community on Facebook, and which I'm part of also, but that's not necessarily the part where you're cheating because I'm part of the community, so it's all good there. But you just launched the Pro Channel Manager podcast. Why did you decide to stab me in the back? <laughs> Ah, uh, well, uh, it's because I, I I found out that you were siphoning off all the good leads from the video inside his email address. <laughs> and I uh, I had to strike back. No, no, uh-huh. this is um this is something that me and, me and you both preach and yeah. I think things we've we've both found out the hard way recently, not so recently that you have to diversify what you're doing. Um consulting is my bread and butter and kind of my little baby agency but that's not really what is the long-term vision for me um because it's you know very much trading your your time for dollars shall we say uh and so this is something that's been on the cards for a long time uh it's actually what i first set out to do when i quit the corporate world um a couple of years back and um I, I struggled to, to try and do it on my own. And then you'll remember that I partnered with my good friend, Chris, Chris Sharp, um, one of the founders of yoga with Adrian. Um, but he's, you know, just so, so busy with that huge booming business that, um, he couldn't kind of continue to commit to that project. So I'm now going solo with that. And so rebranding that and, um, so yeah, my um, new podcast is basically a way to draw attention to my courses, my community, my membership, that kind of stuff. So a bit of content marketing, something that I haven't done for a while, uh, which I'm finding fun. Uh, I actually posted a blog post the other day, which is the f- first time I've done that in a couple of years. Luckily, somebody else wrote it for me. 
<laughs> but actually putting it into WordPress was something that I've not done for a long time. It's a podcast and all of the products related to it is all aimed at kind of um, pro YouTubers, advanced YouTubers, like people that are about to go pro, maybe have several hundred thousand subscribers or people that want to be professional channel managers. They want to kind of do what me and you have done for the last few years. And so they want to know, how do I get clients? How do I audit a channel? How do I do keyword research? How do I run a channel on a day-to-day basis? How do I deal with rights management? But less, less about the kind of impacts to the industry that we talk about, but more about the how-to in the weeds, click this button, click that button, the kind of stuff that we don't necessarily cover here. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Um, so you're going to have much more sort of like people who are in front of the camera as opposed to like here where we're much more about the people behind the camera. I'm not saying you're not going to have people behind the camera, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have a few people, but not so um, kind of company leaders, more people that are on the front lines, you know, people that might be running yeah. five or six YouTube channels, you know, people that are doing on the front lines of content ID people that are on the front lines of distribution. But yeah, it's most of my guests are likely going to be professional creators or professional channel managers that are doing something different. And it's not just going to be like people that have got a book to sell or, you know, each episode is going to have a theme with kind of actionable steps um, that you can follow and recreate. Very cool. Yeah, it definitely feels like it's an evolution of what you've been trying to do for since I've known you. And I wanted to sort of like in sort of joke, I was like, oh, it's, it's another six months. Tom's launched something else. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, it's every six days, I think. You know, yeah. like <laughs> At the end of the day, it's, it's the world we live in. It's all about, you know, cr- you know, testing things out and trying new things. And uh, it makes a lot of sense to do what you're doing and to think, you know, like, um, from my perspective, I know that I should be outputting much more content out there. I do. I am opinionated and unfortunately I'm a horrible writer. I'm definitely dealing with like a lot of like ADD in terms of like being able to focus and thinking of like, okay, I need to, you know, put all my thoughts down and write something and, and you know, what I'm seeing right now. And that's one of the struggles that I have in this space, but you know, I definitely, you know, encourage you to do this. I'm obviously being fastidious by saying you're stabbing me in the back, but we're talking about this obviously to help you promote it. So, yeah. And you know, you're part of the community and it's, you know, the, the doors haven't opened to that. I've just you know, hand selected a few people and kind of slowly opened the doors and, you know, the, the kind of caliber of people that are in there, I think you can attest to is, is pretty incredible. And yeah, you said the other day, Oh, has anyone got a contact like this major multinational media company? Cause I've got some content ID issues and I knew that someone in there would have a contact and they did. And you know, there's, you know, how many people are in there less than 20 so far. And we've yeah. got like, combined subscriber count of about 82 million uh youtube subscribers between them (laughs) it's uh it's it's pretty cool and it's that's something that i've wanted to start i'd say at least for five years it's like we need a union where we can talk to each other without youtube being in the room and we can compare notes and compare what we're being told and ask questions that can't be asked in public it's it's really kind of like a speakeasy for for kind of 
people in the YouTube side of things. I'll, you know, sort of like be critical on one thing. You're on Facebook. <laughs> so yeah, even though, true, you know, it's still, you know, and, and we've had this discussion where, you know, I totally agree. This is actually something that I tried to do a couple of months ago with more of a Slack group. But uh, it seems certain people aren't, aren't very big slackers. At the same time, you know, it makes sense. A lot of the creators still use Facebook. And at the end of the day, no matter how much I hate Facebook, it's, it's where a lot of people have their accounts and easier to sort of reach out to people. So it's still a good communication platform for that. Yeah, you're definitely preaching to the choir. When I first tried to do this a few times, I tried to do like custom platforms and stuff. But you just find out that you're just giving, you're trying to ask someone to build a new habit of visiting a new platform and logging in. Whereas they're already in Facebook, most people at some point, or at least they, they're there every now and then. So you're not asking them to form a new habit. And I just want it to be a place where people will see what's going on and it, you know, anything to stop the kind of tumbleweeds really. And I think, you know, it, it was a big dilemma for me actually to, to, to put most of the community and there is another side to the community where there'll be like zoom calls and webinars and stuff that won't be on Facebook, but as the core kind of communication channel, I just thought it would be, um, the least friction, uh, for, <laughs> for getting people to talk. Yeah. I think, I think if least friction is a good way to sort of say it. And, um, so obviously now there is like a core invited, uh, sort of, Almost, I will almost consider us beta testers of this system. Uh, what's the long-term plans in terms of uh, getting others who want to join? Yeah, so I think the next phase will still be like an invitation only. But I've got a lot of people that have already shown interest in joining. So I'll probably let them in first before I open the doors to like the public. I've got my new updated uh, keyword research course that's going to be released. I've been waiting patiently to get a haircut so I can <laughs> record some update videos. Um, so that'll be edited and re-released in uh, probably by the end of July. So hopefully by the time this comes out um, and you can find out about the podcast, everything, just go to prochannelmanager.com and you can sign up to pre-register or it might already be on sale by then. Or, you know, you can shoot me a message on Twitter or something like that and I'll add you to the wait list. Very cool. But yeah, re really excited. You know, I think what's really good for me is that all the times that I'd planned this, I'd always been working for other people and couldn't share like analytics, but now I've got like a channel and we'll soon have some more channels of my own. I can, you know, I can open up the analytics and I can show screenshots and I can say this is happening and that's happening. And I feel that's yeah. really important to be, uh, and also with the courses, like everything that I teach, I implement. So if I tell you to do X, Y, Z, if you look at my channel, you will see that that is a exact mirror of what I'm teaching. It's not like I'm teaching one thing and doing another thing. And that, I think that's important to have a, a public example of practicing what I preach. Yeah, I'm sort of the same way. And I'm struggling right now in terms of finding a good way to sort of showcase what I'm seeing, especially when I manage so many channels. What I'm seeing is right now, you know, as per our last uh, podcast where, you know, we're talking about like uh, 
uh, viewer satisfaction and some ups and downs with certain channels, what I did start to see is like, oh, wait a minute, like there's a certain vertical channels that are doing really well. And there's certain vertical channels that have sort of dived over the last few months or few weeks. You know, you can't really share that data publicly. And there's sort of the same thing with my group that I tried to, I failed to launch was sort of with that idea is, is somebody to, you know, people that I can share insights with and see what they're seeing on their end. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that just share data and, and they don't really, you know, talk with other creators and all that sort of stuff. So one channel's trend is not what everybody else's trend. So it's, it's definitely it's, uh, good to have, you know, a lot of us that think the same, a lot of us that have the same insights or the same data to work together. So I definitely like the idea of the group. Yeah, because me and you will always say, have you seen this? Have you noticed that? Have you seen that news? Or are you seeing this trend? But there's only so many channels that we've got access to. But if you open that out to like another 700 channels and another 20 CMSs, then you're going to be able to spot that early for sure. You know, there's something to be said about smaller communities. Like, you know, we're not, let's be honest here, we don't have a million, you know, people listening to the podcast, although, you know, we totally take that. But, you know, at the end of the day, I have a firm belief that smaller, tighter communities are way more valuable than, you know, big numbers, right? And it's that whole, you know, mindset of like, you don't need to be making a million views. They're nice. But at the end of the day, like if you have the core audience that you're trying to reach or access to, those are sort of the most valuable people you can work with, right? And, you know, I have a network. I've been working in this space for a long time, but I'm not, you know, Jeffrey Star, although he's been canceled. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, like I don't, I can't broadcast, you know, like, and people are going to reach out to me. There's no brands knocking at my door. But at the same time, I'm always fascinated at the the people who do email me, and that's because I have a tight knit group. And uh, you know, building those type of you know networks are very valuable for entrepreneurs, right? That's the type of group that I feel. Building. Well, you say that, you know, brands are not knocking at your door, but this podcast has a sponsor and there's not many podcasts percentage wise out of every yep. podcast ever made that will ever get a sponsor. So I think you're right. We're, we are worthy of a, a sponsor, even if we don't have huge listenership numbers, because I know at least anecdotally that the people that are listening are the perfect people that we want to listen yeah now I've, I've walked into one of the biggest publishers in the uk and you know really nice guy got out of his chair and was like i love your podcast i'm like whoa wow that's, that's, wow. that's really cool and he's like one of the pretty high up in the in a pretty big company and you know and that's not the first time you know so um yeah i, I think you're right it's all about niches and i've always preached that is you know the doesn't really work when you say uh, niches like we do in the UK, but the riches are in the niches for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, congratulations. I'll be honest, I haven't heard the podcast yet because life, 
but you just launched it like two days ago. So let's, yeah, yeah. let's be like, you know, I'll be like, don't give me, give me a freaking break. As if you don't already spend enough time. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm drowning on YouTube every day and you're absolutely right. It's a little bit of the reason why I didn't jump on it. You know, right now I'm like, I'm trying, I listen to podcasts to change my mind more than anything else on, on things. So it takes a little bit more of a like, conceited effort to do that. And I tried to, one of the things, and again, bring it to the, you know, when it comes to podcasts for me, it's, it's always, I always like to listen to podcasts when I'm doing something, like when I clean the house, when I'm on the treadmill. And I actually use a lot of podcasts, and this is sort of like a tangent here, but like I use a podcast to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that, again, it's one of those things where it's like having my mind just not paint, not thinking about my, my job and everything that's going on in my life and just listen to somebody else talk about a different subject. I was like, all right. And then within 30 minutes, I'm usually done. That's my podcast diet, <laughs> but I listen to a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of podcasts. Like before we even recorded today, I've already listened to three, and it's 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 nine a.m. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I listen to news and all that sort of stuff. So, anyways, tangent there. So, obviously, congratulations. What's where can everybody sort of like find all the information? What's the URL again? Yeah, it's prochannelmanager.com. You'll be able to find links to the podcast, to the academy, pre-register for everything. Yeah, you should be able to find uh, the podcast on Apple, podcast, overcast, everywhere. If not now, then in the next few days. Awesome. Cool. Congratulations. So um, as a sort of like a next subject matter that I think we should maybe talk about is like, what's going on on YouTube these days? That's interesting. That, uh, you know, I, think, I think both of us are kind of... Uh, deep in kind of more of the the cms world at the moment i'm not sure how much you want to talk about your side but for me at least i'd say i am uh, just knee deep in copyright claims despite having all of the correct licenses in place for the movies for my movie channel youtube is just not set up to really deal with what i'm doing despite the fact that i'm doing everything above boards and um so yeah it's just it's getting to the point now where I need to upload everything like at least 30 days early so that it mm -hmm. can deal with like, um, ad reviews and disputes and ownership conflicts and all that kind of stuff. So bit of a headache, but, um, all just part of the learning curve and, uh, bit stressful, but generally I'm, I'm really enjoying, um, being a, a, a a full-time kind of channel manager. Well, not full-time, but uh, it seems like full-time channel manager. As we speak right now, a lot of like big, big YouTubers have been in a way canceled or are giving up a little bit on the platform for various reasons for past abuse and YouTube just basically shutting cleaning house as seems to be the trend over the last 18 months, right? Like, I think uh, it was part of our annual predictions, right? Of like YouTube sort of like, you know, making space for clean content. And even though some of these YouTubers are some of the biggest ones out there that have essentially helped the platform be what it is, there's officially almost like a no excuse policy if you've behaved badly, in, in a, even if it's in a past, right? So who are we talking about here? I saw that Shane Dawson was demonetized. Jeffree Star. Uh, I saw that there were about three or four right-wing yep. 
leaning channels that got, I can't remember if they got deleted or demonetized. I'm pretty sure they got demonetized or taken down. I didn't look into the details. Yeah. You know, and funny enough, one of those right wing nut jobs is like literally like 45 minutes away from me. <laughs> I was like, really? Wow. I didn't even know that. Another trend that I'm seeing is a lot of YouTubers coming out kind of proactively. I'm not sure if it's proactively or whether they get started to get some heat on social media. I think, uh, was it Lisa Koshi and David Dobrik have both come out and said, I've made some mistakes in the past and I've made some videos that are in bad taste and um, all kind of related to, I'd say probably more than like kind of Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Even over here on mainstream media, we're seeing um, some big shows being pulled from uh, Netflix and Amazon and BBC iPlayer and stuff like that. I was actually in the middle of watching a series and all of a sudden it just disappeared. Really? Yeah. It turns out that it had, um, it had a later episode where one of the characters pretended to take the identity of a, of a black woman or something like that. I don't know because I never got to see the episode, but um, wow. yeah, we're seeing some big comedies disappear for some big names, big BBC shows. I think there was an episode of 40 Towers, which is kind of like comedy royalty here in the UK. I think one episode yeah. of that has been taken down. So, yeah, it's, there's uh, kind of big, big, big waves, big ripples. We got sport back here in the UK and the Premier League in the UK. You know, people are taking a knee before every kickoff. I think that was only meant to happen the kind of uh, first game of the season, but it's a. Uh, it's a worthy, uh, worthy um, stance to take, and it's it's continued into a few weeks into the into the uh, restart now, which is which is cool to see. So, yeah, there's definitely kind of ripples in the in the media world for sure. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, you know, like um, you know, one of the ones that sort of like made me was very a little bit more sad was Jenna Marbles uh, quitting essentially, uh, which is, you know, some, one of the OG YouTubers and yes, she has some questionable content in the past, but, uh, you know, and people called her up on it, but. And is that why, is that why she said she quit? I think it's because, you know, here's the thing. I personally think that you can't expect these platforms to be forever for everybody. Right. And, you know, maybe she felt she she felt she already felt that she was outgrowing the platform and just kept doing it just because it was there. When people started calling her out on some of her past comedy, even though nobody was asking her to stop, it was just they wanted her to acknowledge it and, and all that sort of stuff. She decided, you know what, I'll acknowledge it and I'll definitely do. But also, I'm, I think I'm done with this the feedback loop, right? The the negativity that comes your way, you know, like we all know how, how much of a cesspool YouTube comments are, social media is. She's also been on the platform for a very, very long time. So yeah, you know, she was the, she was the queen pretty much when, yeah. um, when I started back in 2012 and she'd already been around uh, for a few years. So yeah, she must be coming on 10 years and that's, you know, there's not many people that get a, a career as an influencer that, that lasts that long. Yeah, and at the same time, you know, what I really admired about her is just how she she never took it too serious and just, like, just was her, right? Like, she, she didn't jump on a fad. She just did whatever she wanted, and, it you know, people loved her for it. I have a, a little bit of a story where once I was at a, a YouTube event in Toronto and she was there, I actually saw fans faint. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I'm like, you know, she's great, but come on, you know, like. 
So um, that's a, a different, that was a funny sort of like anecdote. But here's the thing. YouTube, social media is still so young, right? Like we're still just getting, you know, our feet wet. It's like 15 years of doing this, thinking that this is going to last for 30 years, like you doing this for 30 years on a platform. It's going to be few and far between, you know, the, the amount of creators who do this. And the ones that can last, you know, five years or 10 years, great. But, you know, sooner or later, you know, you evolve, your audience evolves, you know, you launch new things. You, we all change. I mean, look at us, you know, over the last you know, 18 months, you know, we've done a couple of different things and our jobs have changed. So I can't imagine doing a YouTube channel for th that long and feeling, you know, not being burnt out. Right. So yeah, for sure. Especially if you're actually like on the camera yeah. and the performer and the talent, that's whole another level of pressure. But yeah. We don't need to dwell too much on that, but I was just sort of like an interesting sort of trend as, as seeing this week as so many channels got so many big ones got channels. And I also think there's, you know, this is always an opportunity. Like there's an opportunity for new creators, right? There's always, you know, for, for, you know, people creating new things and it's never about the platform being dead. It's more about leaving space for new creators and new ideas. And uh, I definitely think that's the opportunities here in, in terms of you, for me at the same time, like I'm having a little bit of struggles with accounts being taken down for various reasons, but you know, I don't want to get too much into the details of it, but it's, it's, I think it's just part of the platform of managing so many channels with so many different uh, aspects of it that, you know, I've been lucky for the past couple of years and nothing's happened. Sooner or later, you're, you're going to face the consequences of experimenting and trying new things and maybe working with people that you shouldn't be working with. And then, oh, getting the channel shut down because of that. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. And one day I'll be able to sort of talk about it more. But yeah, I just want to point out, though, that I am kind of aware of what Carlos is talking about and I can guarantee he's not doing anything nefarious. So don't like start <laughs> trying to guess like he's doing some crazy dodgy stuff. He's not, he's not. I think he's just, we'll just leave it at the fact that I think mine and Carlos's relationship with YouTube continues to be love, hate and the hate part. <laughs> the hate part just seems to grow <laughs> with every year that we, that we get more and more grizzled. Here's the honest truth. One of my clients is my old employee, just for laughs. I'm, not touching the YouTube anymore, even though like I do listen in to the strategies and I do give my my two cents. Um, I'm much more interested in the traditional distribution side of things back into what you used to do when you were at the BBC, which, you know, for me, like to me, that's the fascinating evolution of my career. I was like, oh, wow, I actually really, really interesting to see how content gets distributed across all these platforms and the technology is being built and how easy it is now to get your content on a TV platform. It's just a question of like selling it to the right people or talking to the right people and just getting your content there. So I, I'm actually enjoying that. And, you know, that's outside of YouTube. And now I sort of see that divide that uh, between what YouTube is and what real television is and how TV gets bought and sold versus the way creators build their audiences. It's just a fascinating, a fascinating world that I'm, I'm exploring. Cool. And one question that I got for you before we wrap up is, um, so kind of at the start of lockdown and lockdown has been so long now, uh, we kind of reported that, you know, viewership was going up and CPMs are going down. I just wanted to see if you'd noticed any changes in those trends since we last kind of caught up about those. 
Honestly, it's all over the place, right? So from my view perspective, there are certain channels, certain you know, verticals of channels that I've seen do really well uh, or just be sustained, do, you know, c- consistent. And then I see other channels that have like sort of like dropped down, but at the same time stayed very flat since that drop, right? So obviously there's something going on. Something big has happened to a specific type of channels. One of the reasons I don't want to specify is because one of the things that I want to do is put all this data into like a big Excel spreadsheet and just like start working at it. But exporting all this data is turning out to be very time consuming. So I've, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's such a big undertaking that, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's ups and downs, like up until this week, like revenues, like jumping way up for some channels, like double digits, like almost like two X up month over month views are flat revenues pay up. And in my head, it's like, okay, well, us elections, they're ramping up. Both candidates are spending a crap ton of money. And then all of a sudden, July 1st, a crap ton of advertising companies are boycotting Facebook. And some of them are boycotting Instagram. And some of them are boycotting Twitter as well. But guess who they're not boycotting? They're not boycotting YouTube. They're not boycotting Google. So it'll be really interesting to see how things uh, evolve in the next couple of weeks and at what how CPMs uh, are in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think my 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 kind of opinions are the same. Some channels are, are doing really well in in June. Um, some have dropped a little bit. Some have weighed down from what they were at the start of lockdown when that real kind of viewership spike really kind of bit so um yeah interesting to see how we how it starts to fall out and it'd be really really interesting as we get into q4 later in the year because that's always kind of the golden quarter on youtube so it'll be interesting to see how things recover or not by then could you imagine if we get like a q3 q4 you know things are finally sort of like let's just say they're 50 percent back to normal and it's like, can you imagine like the, the influx of advertising that's going to happen? Yeah. That could happen there. That'd be insane. Uh, probably the biggest, you know, sort of disparity or, or you know, increase month over month versus, uh, you know, the last few months. Yeah. But then we also might see that a lot of companies have gone out of business by then. Who knows? We're Very starting, true. We're definitely starting to see that in the UK. Some big chains are just not reopening. So who knows? So much, so much to uh, unravel over the next few months. And of course, yeah. you'll hear about it first here on the Video Insiders podcast. Yes. And as we say goodbye, we're going to say a big thank you to TubeBuddy, who is the founding sponsor of the show. Uh, They're the ultimate tool for creators. Uh, I like to talk about features that people don't know that are super practical. And one of the features that came into conversations a couple of days ago with a client is the backup feature where uh, you can back up all your metadata using TubeBuddy. And that is especially important in this world of channels getting hacked. You know, there are horror stories of channels getting hacked and all the videos being retitled and all the metadata disappearing. And, you know, having that backup on TubeBuddy is a lifesaver for a YouTube channel. So definitely a very important feature of TubeBuddy. Tom, talk about our special offer. Yes, as always, you can get an exclusive multi-channel license discount by visiting videoinsiders.com 
tubebuddy.fm forward slash TubeBuddy. Huge thanks again to TubeBuddy. Thank you, TubeBuddy. And uh, as usual, I'll leave the links of everything we spoke about uh, in the show notes, as well as the Pro Channel Manager links. Go check out Tom's podcast, but stick to this one as well. Yeah, they're not mutually. (laughs) You can listen to both for sure. Uh, and obviously if you're enjoying the show give us a review on your old Apple podcast or whatever podcast catcher you use that allows for reviews really really appreciate it and uh, have yourselves a safe I would say beginning of July by the time this comes out it should be the first week or so of July speak to you in a couple of weeks later